He loves you. He will forgive you. He will cleanse you. He will put his spirit in you and you will be a man made to war, made to lead, made to be the person God has desired for you to be. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. In this live message, Victor expounds on the importance of relying on the power of God to live out the call of godly manhood in today's world. That this fight is not just against flesh and blood, but a spiritual battle equipped by taking every thought captive, submitting to the Word of God, and finding that victory is entirely possible in Jesus Christ. Victor shares how to overcome strongholds and pray to release those in spiritual bondage. Here is part two with Victor Marks on restoring godly manhood through spiritual victory. So what we're talking about is strongholds. That's when things you believe become so ingrained in you that it starts affecting your life. Strongholds in the life of a believer, it will hinder you from growing as a believer and being fruitful. This is why it's so important that we recognize and destroy any stronghold before it actually can destroy your life. How many of you been just shocked by some people you know, let's just say in ministry, that knew the word of God, that were well known, that were great speakers, great impactors, gifted, and yet somewhere along the line they took a left turn and slammed. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. And it shocked us, right? How does that happen? Well, it's one proof that you can learn the word of God and it actually still not be enough. Easy. All you John MacArthur expositors out there. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Remember, I think the word actually said, uh, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a what? If there's not a doing component to it, all you're doing is taking in, and you're having knowledge, but you're not having the wisdom on how to apply it. And therefore, it will get you stuck. Strongholds. The devil is out to destroy our lives, and that's his plan for you. Nothing else. He desires to destroy you. The Bible tells us Satan, he's described as a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ has come to what? Give us abundant life. How many of you wish you had a better abundant life right now? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. I appreciate those honesty. Spiritual strongholds basically are an incorrect way or a wrong pattern of thinking. And it's, it's molded in ourselves and therefore it controls the different aspects of our lives. They can affect our mood, feelings, how we respond to situations, and they play a large role in our spiritual freedom. Strongholds are built when we accept them, receive them, and then meditate on them, these lies. So where do they come from? Well, we know one of the primary weapons the enemy uses is deception. Deception is a lie that appears as truth. Did y'all hear that? That sounded pretty fancy. Deception, it's a lie that appears to be a truth. And that's when you really, 
you're buying into it. People can be so committed to a lie, not realizing that they're deceived. I'll give you a case in point. I get a phone call, hey, there's a guy, he's suicidal. He's suicidal, he's in his house, he's messed up. He keeps seeing demonic activity. Things move, ah, in his house. Why don't you go pray for him? That's a pastor asking me. I'm all, dude, I'm not even a pastor. I'm an evangelist. We're just supposed to travel around and get as much money as we can from people or something. <laughs> I, which I gotta get a TV show sooner or later. <laughs> Isn't that sad, an evangelist? I mean, that's the reputation we have. Thank God for men like Billy Graham. Yeah. Men like Greg Laurie. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you something about Greg Laurie. I was a Marine Corps when I got saved. I got out of Marines. I was teaching karate. He walked into my first karate school. He said, uh, there's death threats on my life. I'd like to know how to knock somebody out quickly. <laughs> I said, your voice sounds familiar. He's like, yeah, I have a radio show. I trained Greg and his son in their house. And you know what he did for me? He discipled me for close to two years out of his home. And to this day, I'm probably the worst person he ever invested in. He would be like, okay, read this chapter in eschatology. I'll see you next week. I'll be training him. Okay, I'll come back. He goes, so what did you think? I was like, well, yeah, the, the eschatology and the thing. Was that the snails? Like snails overcoming? He says, that's escargot. What are you, did you read it? What's your definition of read, Greg? <laughs> Worst disciple ever. <laughs> so, two other primary weapons the enemy uses to build these strongholds are accusations and then temptations. Strongholds that are built on deceptions, it's very, very difficult to break them if you're not believing the word of God and applying it. Does that make sense? I'm going to ask you a question in a minute before we close, and you better be honest. Most men, are, most men, believers, and even those in ministry are living a defeated life because we've chose to believe a lie and are hanging on to it. Hmm. The Bible's very clear, 2 Corinthians. The general talked about it. 2 Corinthians 10.4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself. It's been around from the beginning. Remember Eve in the garden? The, the tree? And the enemy says, did God really say? Don't. He still says that. I mean, how many of you struggled in your marriage? How many of you struggled being a parent? I got five children, you don't think I struggled? Oh my goodness, at one point we had three teenagers in the house at one time. That requires medication for most. <laughs> Speaking of my kids, Benadryl. <laughs> Dad, I thought we all grew the allergies. No, I, you're sniffling. That's a joke, don't give your kids Benadryl. 
There are things more powerful. So, <laughs> those 10 years. <laughs> but we have to bring these thoughts captive and say, is that me? Or is that God? Or is it the wicked one? If you don't identify them and acknowledge them that they're lies, they'll turn into strongholds. And when you believe a lie long enough, it becomes your truth. We can never forget the awesome power of the word of God when it's applied to destroying strongholds. Because of my background, uh, raise your hand if you don't know my background. Just raise it real quick so I can see. Oh gosh, all right. Well, um, I come from eight generations of preachers. That's a joke. I wish I did. Uh, I love godly heritage. Uh, we just had to start it over for our family. So I'm like the first one. And um, my dad was a drug dealer and a pimp who didn't claim me as his kid. My mom married six times. I went to 14 schools, lived in 17 houses. As a child, I was abused and tortured. I was left in a commercial cooler for dead. When I say tortured, I was dunked in a tub till I passed out. Waking up to my stepfather breathing in my mouth, resuscitating me. And the things, the lies that were planted in my mind were so strong, it affected me all of my life. To this day, if I don't use the word of God against it, it can cripple me. When I woke up sputtering and him looking over me, <laughs> knowing he was the man that held me in the water, now he's the man that's breathing into me to, you know what he tells me? He said, boy, don't you ever forget, I'm the one that gives you life. At another time on a hot summer day, I was tied to these, I was tied down and uh, he left me in my underwear, but I have a hole in my chest, a concave chest. He poured water in it, it was in a barn. And he took out a cattle prod. Cattle prod's an electrical stick where you hit it and the tip of it, you move cattle. And as I'm laying there, held down, he puts the tip of it into this little pool of water from the concave chest and he hits that electrical prod. It shocked my body. He didn't touch my skin so it wouldn't leave a mark. But when he'd hit it, my body would arch and spasm, 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 and then we release. When you're being electrocuted like that, the first thing that happens when it's released, you don't actually take a breath in. Air comes out of your body. And every time he did that, he would lean down and he'd say, boy, do you know what that air is? You know what that sound is? It's hope leaving your body. And then he'd do it again. I don't ever like to glorify evil. But I can tell you on a personal level, I hate the devil and I hate demons and I don't fear them. I used to. When I learned my authority of Christ, I realized we could destroy them and it could get personal. And there are a lot of people that will say, hey, Victor, that's just too much for me. You know what I say? Okay. But don't try to stop me for helping someone else get free.
as I'm in the backseat of a car outside of Mosul last summer and a woman who's been burned, she burned her own self with acid and her husband, who's, they're Muslim, he's saying, help her, help her, her mind, her mind. And I get in, we start discussing and I realize, oh my gosh, this woman has demonic activity. I'd never prayed for a Muslim with demons. And I asked, I said, do y'all believe in demons? And they do. And I said, I believe the voices you hear, because I asked her, what's the three things you hear most? She said, to cut herself, to poison herself, to burn herself. It was three acts of death. I said, I, don't, I believe this is more than post-traumatic stress disorder. I believe it's demonic in origin and you're hearing from a demon. I said, do you want me to stop the demon? She said, yes. I said, I only have power through the name of Jesus Christ. May I pray for you in Jesus' name? Her response immediately, is Jesus alive? I said, oh yeah, he's alive. <laughs> and watch what he does. They said, please, I prayed for her. It was the worst prayer. Didn't really work great. I have an interpreter, I'm going back and forth. I'm like, oh, this is, this is miserable. In a short amount of time, boom, she starts yelling. And the interpreter goes, she's saying, my mind, my mind, my mind is free. My mind is free. She got delivered from the demonic right there. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine them going back to the village that ISIS had attacked and they had survived all the craziness? She's going to tell people, first of all, I'm in my right mind. I'm not trying to kill myself anymore. Second, Jesus did this. He's alive. He used some uh, Christian American, I don't even think he spoke English well, but he, <laughs> he prayed in Jesus' name. And y'all wonder why our last three days in country we had to hide because ISIS targeted me and my family. Because when you help those they hurt, it bothers them. And we're like, we don't care. My wife, she's the one that said, hey, what's the worst that can happen, we die? I go, yeah. <laughs> she goes, but then don't we win? Don't we win? I'm like, wow. You really believe it all, like a lot. <laughs> but what's beautiful to know is what the good general spoke about being in death situations so many times. Not a thing's gonna happen to you until God says, you're done, come on home. Not a thing, you can walk in boldness like a lion. And I think Christian men in America should start walking and acting like lions. Standing up for what's wrong, telling the truth, If somebody don't agree with you, so what? If they start getting on you, say, hey, whoa, can you be tolerant of my views? <laughs> Little role reversal right there. I've had so many people attack me on social media, geez. But you just reason, pray, reason. I had an atheist, ah, by the time it's all done, they go, I don't necessarily believe your faith, but where can I make a donation? Because I think I want to support y'all. They're monthly supporters to this day. They go, hey, I'm still your favorite atheist. I said, hey, I'm still praying for you. <laughs> so I'll end like this. I want to give you a synopsis of how we pray with people. This may weird some of you out, but it's faith. When you pray anyway to God, isn't it by faith? Yes. 
when you've closed your eyes or, you know, which I hardly ever do, because one, I don't know if that's completely biblical. Is there a lot of precedents for people closing their eyes? I think Jesus looked up like, you know, man, I do a lot of ministry in youth prisons in Iraq, so I, I look around. This is how I basically pray for someone. It's only a synopsis you can do with what you want. Lord willing, one day, people, by the authority of Christ, will use this. I've prayed for people from Emmy Award-winning actors to politicians, to pastors, to preachers, to kids cutting themselves, all the way to people addicted to porn, drugs, life out of control, the worst you can imagine, because you know what it represents? Someone who simply is believing a lie that has become a truth to them and they need to be set free. And I believe you can be set free by faith and believing the word and aggressively praying, but sometimes you need people to pray for you. Break strongholds. So this is how I pray for somebody. I just prayed for a 72-year-old lady the other day. Her son was like, man, my mom, she's just going crazy. We don't know what's going on. They've diagnosed her, all kind of things, bipolar, this, that. They, I, I said, I'll pray for her. Tell me, you know, if you see. And so she goes, yeah, you can pray for me. I said, all right. I said, it's going to be a little strange, but this is how I do with everybody. I said, I'm going to pray, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak directly to any demonic force that's been assigned to you. I'm going to speak to a demon through the authority of Jesus Christ, and I'm going to ask him a few questions because I don't want to be ignorant of the schemes the enemy has against you if he's been assigned to you. Pause, you're not possessed. I hold to the belief, I don't believe a Christian who has the spirit of God in them can be possessed, owned by any devil or demon. Ain't gonna happen. My point of view, if you wanna be possessed, that's fine. So listen, <laughs> the key here is the, whether the level of demonization of the mind, believe in the lie, it doesn't matter, right? It's can you get free? So here's how I do it, I go, all right, just repeat, just tell me what you hear when I ask questions. I say, Lord, ask for a seamless canopy of blood to surround this room. Cut off all communications between outside forces of darkness and those that may be captured right here. Lord, if there is any demon that has been assigned to this person to study, stalk them, hassle, torment, oppress them, I pray you'd expose them by your light shining from heaven in a realm that we cannot see, but we know it exists between demons and angels. Lord, Please draw a circle of judgment in that realm, post two warring angels with flaming swords that know how to fight. Demon, if there is one, I command you to get into that circle right now. Kneel down, bow your head in shame. Don't say anything except answer the questions clearly, concisely, and correctly that I ask you regarding your subject. And I tell the person, you can keep your eyes open, whatever, I'll check my Facebook. It's, it doesn't really matter. Christ is doing this. I simply say, tell me what you hear. Demon, first question, by what name do you go by? I'll never forget a taxi driver who I prayed for because he was telling me how messed up his life was. I was just trying to get home. I said, dude, your life sounds pretty messed up. I said, do you believe in evil? He goes, yes. I said, do you want me to find out if there's any type of evil stalking you? And said, he goes, you can do that? I said, yeah. He pulls over. I said, just tell me what you hear. He goes, okay. So when I asked that first question, demon boy, what name do you go by? He goes, he said the name, whatever it was. And then he starts cussing. What the hell is that? How did you do, are you making me talk? I go, 
No, are you kidding me? I said, you had a thought, you repeated it. And then I have Christians go, I, I don't wanna hear anything from demons. I go, well, get used to it, you hear it often. How do you know? You, I tell women this, you ever stood in front of a mirror getting out of a shower, getting ready, and you just hear these thoughts, you're ugly, you're hideous, nobody's gonna love you, look at you, you're disgusting, you'll never make it, same with guys. You'll be just like your dad, you'll never be successful. This guy hates you, that. is he saying you? Is the voice saying you? If it is, that's not a self-assessment. Because we'll typically say, man, I need to lose weight. Man, you need to learn how to talk, Victor. Can't even understand you, and I'm you, okay? <laughs> My wife told me that one time after a message. She's like, honey, I love you. You gotta, you gotta enunciate your words a little better. I've been married to you for years, and so is the voice saying you, is it accusatory? Remember I said that's one of the things, accusations. If it's you, then it's probably an entity shooting a dart, fiery missile. That's why he says Ephesians, put on the full armor of God, right? So I say, demon, what's the name? Boom. All right. How old was your subject when you get assigned to him? The person gives me the age. So I go, I just heard six. Okay. What was going on at six years old? Remind the person. The kid goes, the person goes, oh my gosh, as a kid, my parents were fighting. I was, I was scared, whatever it is, I was being abused. I don't know, I was alone, whatever it is. I said, demon, now tell me the top three lies you've used against this person their whole life that has worked to destroy them. Boom, first lie, God doesn't love you. Second lie, you're a loser, you'll never accomplish it. Third lie, whatever it is, addiction is part of your family history, you'll never stop. And then I asked the demon, do you have a legal right to stay assigned to this person, yes or no? Sometimes there is a legal right, because the demon, I've had them say, yep, they like their sin. They're not, I ain't poaching. They're, they've, given, they've given me the key to their property. I'm not saying in, you with me? I'm saying here, access to the mind. Because if you've, how many of you ever got a dart from the enemy, a temptation thought, raise your hand. Did you, did you hear it out here? or did you hear it in here? It was in. So somehow the enemy has access to a part of our soul, our brain, where we process thoughts, okay? But it doesn't mean you're possessed. It just means you're getting a fiery dart. Now, how many, how many of you have ever seen the manifestation of evil through a person? Where you looked at a person, you were like, ooh, that ain't them. Raise your hand. Okay, look at you. Not your spouse, somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> when you get in the warfare, yeah, it's great when your spouse rebukes you. My wife's like, I rebuked that devil trying to talk to you. I'm like, it's me, sadly. I wish it was a devil at this point. I, I'm just a carnal pig. I apologize, honey. So the demon doesn't have a legal right. I asked the demon, what was your plan or task for this person? What were you tasked to accomplish? Keep them from being a witness destroy their marriage, kill them. You get it, and guess what? Just like a scribe, we write it all out. It's all very logical. I tell the person, don't process it right now. You can do this later. Yeah. And then I always, I, this is my favorite part. It's not the lies, here's my favorite part. Demon, what is the one truth that God has been trying to communicate to your subject you've been assigned to for all these years and you've worked so hard to keep them from believing the truth? What is the one truth? 
I have had amazing godly people hear this, hear the truth, and then start bawling. Because the truth is as simple as, I love you. God loves me. God actually loves me. Or I really am saved. Or he has a plan for my life. Or I can be free. It's the truth that God has been trying to communicate. And then I ask the person, last question, I go, hey, do you want this demon still assigned to you? And they go, no. I go, good answer, ding, ding, we have a winner, Johnny. So I just say, demon, you no longer have a right, a legal right to be assigned in the house of this person. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to take your effects, your everything, go directly now to the footstool of Jesus Christ and receive perfect judgment from the King of kings and Lord of lords. You're never to return to this human or any other. Your time is done. Lord, I pray for this person's soul that's been affected by these lies. I pray God, your Holy Spirit would disinfect that person's mind where they believe the lies. I pray your blood would cleanse them and we know your blood brings life. And finally, Lord, fill them with the sense and power of your love and seal them with your love because that's what changes us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for all you've done. There are some of us here, God, that simply just don't know you. And they need forgiveness of their sin. They need to have your spirit in them. They need to be able to battle forces of darkness. They, they need to be set free and be sanctified. I pray God by the power of your spirit, if there's anyone here that is sensing that even now, that you would speak to them and give them the courage to respond to you. Let's bow our heads. Gentlemen, or those of you watching, if you think God has spoken to your heart today, maybe not even through what I've just shared, but the other men, or he's been drawing you and you go, Victor, it's my time to surrender my life to the Son of God, to the one who died on the cross for me. I need to be forgiven. I need to surrender my life to him. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand real high so I can see who you are. God bless y'all, God bless you. God bless y'all, God bless y'all. Wonderful, praise the Lord. I'm so glad you're responding to the Holy Spirit prompting your heart. He loves you, he will forgive you, he will cleanse you, he will put his spirit in you and you will be a man made to war, made to lead, made to be the person God has desired for you to be. If you're here, you can put your hands down. If you're here and you say, Victor, I think I got a stronghold. I, I think I'm caught up in believing a lie that has just oppressed me and kept me down or kept me addicted to whatever. And I feel like I just need to be set free. Would you pray for me? If that's you, raise your hand real high. Frank, look at this. Look at these men. The, these are honest men looking for freedom. You can put your hands down. Man, there's too many. Um, I don't know. Let's stand up right now. We're gonna, we're gonna pray. It's the Holy Spirit that does this work. 
But while this song is played, I want you to come forward. If you raise your hand to receive Christ or to be prayed for to have a stronghold broken, just come forward and we're gonna pray. Don't hesitate, come down so we can get this done. Awesome, that's great. Come on, yeah, squeeze forward. Man, this is, man, amazing. Holy mackerel. Lord, thank you. This is good. Hey, guys, this is good. This is good. Now, before I pray for y'all as others come down, y'all gonna make me a promise. And Frank, you gotta let us know what God does in your life. Do you understand? I'm prepping to go back to Iraq. This may be my last time here. God may take me home, you know? Or I may find a land deal so good, I just start building condos over there. You know, become a land baron, who knows? <laughs> Let us know what God has done in your life. Do you understand? You can contact us through our email, contact Frank. You need to share with us the fruit of what God has done. Raise your hand if you promise to do that. And if you, <laughs> hey, does this mean you're not gonna have any battles? No, but it means it's a level playing field. Because how many would not want to fight with your hands tied? How many like to get them broke and then go crack, crack, enemy? That's a lot, but it's, it's, it's fun. So the Lord's gonna do it. I knew, I knew, my wife knew, our people knew. We had thousands of people praying for today. And again, I thank God for people like Frank who had the courage to step out and do this. I thank God for every speaker, but the Holy Spirit is, it's about the Lord. It's about the cross, right? It, none of us here are any better than y'all. We're just one beggar telling another where to get the food. Is that right? That's it. Don't y'all ever put us up in some high esteem because if you hang around with me long enough, you're gonna go, well, that was disappointing. But you will know I love God. And I rely on his grace and ability to forgive me. Because one thing he showed me, and you need to remember, it is never about perfection. It's about direction. But look at this. Every time, I'm telling you, God wants to set people free. And Lord, I pray that churches, I pray that Bible teaching churches, that pastors and leaders, God would get over the fear of engaging the demonic so that their people can be set free. God, I pray there would be no more spirit of fear on these people. Lord, I pray there'd be a spirit of boldness because that is you, compassionate but bold. You're the one that came down, Lord, and did the search and rescue for us. It's an example for us to live by. I thank you, God. I'm gonna pray for you right now. First of all, those of you who need to be saved, all right? Um, if, if, if you feel like you need to give your life to Christ or come back, just repeat this prayer, okay? Dear Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for having your hand on my life. I agree with you. I'm a sinner. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me.
fill me with your spirit and make me the man I really want to be. Thank you for being my savior. And today, I make you my Lord. Give me a hunger and thirst for your word. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. I've never done this in a, a big crowd like this, but I'll just, it, it's never in a formula to defeat the enemy, is it? It's not in a formula. He's given me a way, an approach to pray for people with strongholds because time is always of the essence for me. I mean, I can remember way back when it was all, I was just like, Lord, I don't have time. I've prayed for people on a plane next to me during the descent. I don't even, I go, hey, I think God wants me to pray for you. Do you believe in evil? Yeah. Okay, if there's any demons like following you, you want to find out, you can do that? Yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> They're like, okay. And to prep that, I'm sitting there in wrestling in my chair and my wife goes, what is wrong with you? I go, I think God wants me to pray for this guy. She goes, well, pray for him. That's my wife. She like totally... Can you imagine? Thank you. <laughs> Be careful. Got to use your wife to put a thumb in your back and go, ah, that's my wife. Uh, going to fight ISIS or help, you know, not intentionally, but, you know, going to get kids. I'm like, honey, this could be it. I'm heading out. She's like, okay, well, praise the Lord. You're following his will. Come. <laughs> she, she's like, come back with your shoulder on it, but go get it, buddy. My man, go get it. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I'll just do a group prayer, and we'll see if the Holy Spirit does some great things for strongholds, okay? All right. Hey, it's by faith, so believe. Believe, all right? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray for every man represented here that believes there's a stronghold assigned to him, that there's one or more demons that has been hassling, lying, and just perpetuating a falsehood that's turned into a stronghood and is keeping him from being who God has declared him to be. Lord, these men are frustrated. Lord, they, they, they learn the word, they go to church, but they still don't have victory in areas of their life and are starting to doubt if it's even possible. Jesus, your blood on the cross was enough for it all. You overcame the forces of darkness. You ridiculed them publicly. You made a spectacle out of them, Lord. You raised people from the dead and you yourself were raised from the dead. The same power that raised you dwells in us now, Lord. So I pray in the name of Jesus, any demonic force that has been assigned to any man here or anybody watching, I pray it be broken in the name of Jesus. We command you by the authority of Christ to leave now. You take your lies, you take your, you take the junk that you've used to keep this people this man, this person in bondage, and you go directly to the footstool of Jesus Christ. Today, we don't wanna know your name. We don't wanna know the lies. We don't wanna know when you came. We just command you to leave in the name of Jesus Christ, no longer to have access to this person's mind. And Father, I pray for the blood of Jesus to cover this man's mind, every man's mind right now. 
to seal it, Lord, with your beautiful love. And God, I pray for your Holy Spirit to cleanse that part of their mind that has deceptive thinking, that, that has perverted thoughts that have turned natural and normal. But Lord, it's not because you're in us and you don't like perverted thoughts. You don't like porn. You don't like looking at it, God. These are your creatures. So Father, we yield ourselves to you. We accept that you're the one that sets us free. And it's for freedom, Lord. They just had us free. So we want to walk in freedom and boldness and power. We, we want the power of your Holy Spirit to share you with others. God, help us not care what other people think, but in love, do what your Holy Spirit directs us to do. God, I pray for these men's spiritual ears that they would be open and they would hear not only you directing them, comforting them, prompting them, but I pray when other demons come with their fiery darts, I pray they would pick up their shield of faith because they hear it coming and they recognize it as a lie and they declare, I'm not believing that anymore. That's not who I am. That's not, that's not even who I was as a believer anymore. You lied to me and I don't have to believe your lies. I pray they pick up the sword of the spirit and use it aggressively, not just this defensive stuff men preach. Lord, a sword is to be used aggressively. And I pray they would use aggressive prayer against forces of darkness. And Father, finally, the sphere of influence in the lane you've asked these men to run in, I pray they would run like wild men, like stallions and studs, God. Running, 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 God, for your glory. And we know we're all gonna end up heaven. So God, help us to fulfill the callings on our life as husbands, as fathers. And I pray for reconciliation in marriages right now. Lord, marriages that have been destroyed or been trying to be destroyed by the works of darkness, we, we say no. We say no to you, say you don't have any more room. And I pray these men, that their minds would change in the way they think. I pray they would love more, but I pray they'd have a boldness more, God. And we pray for our children that are astray. God, we pray you call us to stand in the gap as a head warrior, the head priest of our family. And I pray these men would. I pray they'd they would reject passivity and accept responsibility. And God, you just outfit them with new armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, Lord, the, the boots of the gospel, Lord, the shield of faith and that sword, Lord, I pray God, we would use it for your glory and that there would be fruit that lasts. It wouldn't be just another man's time of impact, but it would be God glorified outcomes for the rest of our lives here on earth that history moving forward would be changed. God, you would get the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Let's make a, make a hole so Brother Frank can come up here. Hey guys, I love y'all. I love y'all, and, and thanks for the opportunity to be here. And uh, I, I would ask this, remember us in prayer. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.